So, we're going to look at the application of Yomizoma and Sakara. The only way we can really learn uh, is to actually practice, to actually see for ourselves this Dhamma. And when we look at the application, we're going to try and look at both sides. So we know the difference. We're going to look at Ayomisoma Sikara, so unwise contemplation, and we're going to look at Yomisoma Sikara, the wise uh, contemplation. Now, effectively, Ayomisoma Sikara means that, I'm sorry, what Yomisoma Sikara means is that, firstly, we abandon unwholesome states, so the Akusala. If there's Akusala in the mind or in the way that we're seeing things, we want to administer medicine to abandon it. So we contemplate by directing the mind towards the kusala. You know, very carefully, very wisely, very thoroughly follow those instructions. Then secondly, the meditation is really about cultivating wholesome. So every time we say to ourselves, let's do some metta bhavana, let's do some asubha bhavana, let's do some karuna, you know, or whatever it is, whatever meditation that we choose to do. This is also Yomisomanisikara because we're directing the mind towards wholesome states. And so when we do that, we're activating the Noble Eightfold Path. Like as we learned from Karaniya Metta Sutta, that is activating the Noble Eightfold Path because you're cleaning, purifying, and you're directing yourself through uh, the Noble Eightfold Path and also the Dasakusala, the Ten Wholesome States. And so it's very steeped in right view. So in this section of our session, we'll be doing the contemplations and we'll start with, I wouldn't call them easy, but I'll call them something that is like very small in size and then what we'll do is we'll expand it out. So the key thing to remember as we start this part of the session is don't worry if you don't get all of it. That's perfectly fine. Just give it a go. And when you're doing the meditation, the contemplation, as we, we go through the Buddha's instructions, just relax into it. Some of it doesn't have to be that intense, you know, it's like you, you, you meditate and you relax, you just trust in the words, the instructions. If we're suvata, you know, follow the instructions and it's a lot easier. And so we gradually develop it. So each, each meditation will get a little bit more complicated, a little bit more deep in terms of what the Buddha's pointing to, but it will be very rich if we can actually see. And so that is our challenge. Each of us has a challenge to actually uh, you know, step up our game on, on this particular lesson. So we've seen this funnel before. So this is the right view funnel. So the first thing that we do with Yonisomanisikara is we listen to the Buddha's words of instruction. The second thing that we do in order to cultivate Yonisomanisikara is actually to hear what the medicine is and apply it. And the third thing is that we're leaning on our sadha towards Buddha. So if we haven't meditated before in this way, but you have taken refuge in Buddha Dhamma Sangha, if you're observing Sil today, then this is all a very good thing. Lean on that. Lean on the sadha, the conviction, the, the trust that we have in Buddha, the confidence. And also, if you've meditated before, then you've seen the results before, and so you're also leaning on that. That's where the sattva comes from as well. When you have the direct insight through following the Buddha's words before, you lean on that as well. So, 
The first couple of meditations that we're going to do are around the five hindrances, two in particular. But just generally speaking, what the Buddha says is, one who contemplates unwisely, so ayones or manisikara, then the hindrances arise. So if they're not there before, they arise. And if they've already arisen, then they increase and expand. So you have sensual desire, ill will, dullness and drowsiness, restlessness and worry, and doubt. These are all the mental, the mental hindrances. They really cloud the mind, make us very uneasy, very uncomfortable, or very dull. And then the other side is the Yonisomaisikara side, which, which is if we contemplate wisely, then any unarisen hindrances, they don't come up. They have no fertile ground to arise in the mind because we're right on top of the Noble Eightfold Path, so it's not going to arise. And then if they've arisen, then we will abandon them because the medicine will, will, will fix that. You know, we take the medicine. And also the other thing to say is some of this medicine, it always it might taste a little bitter, but it's once you get through the bitterness of the medicine, that's where the ease comes in. The mind gets happy, the mind gets relieved, and then you get quite quite calm. So the first one that we're looking at is sensual desire. So we're, we're only going to look at sensual desire and ill will as two examples today. Um, uh, we won't go into the other three. You can do that at another time, in your own time. Because uh, we have actually looked at hindrances before. One of the poems we actually looked at hindrances uh, in the context of learning and studying and, and sitting for exams. We, we looked at that. But in this instance, we just want to get another experience of Yonisomanisikara. So what the Buddha says in this sutta, and it appears both in chapter 1 of the Nikaya, but also in the Sanyutta Nikaya is a very good sutta, particularly on hindrances and also for jankas, the enlightenment factors. And what it says in the first instance, so this one is about Ayoniso. So it's, I do not see even one other thing on account of which unarisen sensual desire arises, an arisen sensual desire increases and expands so much as the sign of beauty. So this is subanimata. For one who contemplates unwisely, so ayonisomisikara, to the sign of beauty, unarisen sensual desire arises, an arisen sensual desire increases and expands. So really this is essentially saying, if we take uh, an object, and we unwisely contemplate it, and all we look at is the beauty side, then that increases our wanting for it. And if it wasn't there before, then it will arise. So it's, for example, if you turn on the TV and you're watching a program and the advertisement comes on, and it's an advertisement for chocolate, some kind of brand of chocolate, and at that time before you turned on the TV and saw that advertisement, you had no thinking about chocolate and say for example this this particular object whether it's chocolate or something else it's something that you like and so when it comes up it starts to reverberate in the mind because it says oh yeah that that's that's nice that's pleasing the suba also means pleasing and if it wasn't there before it arises but even if it was there before when you are contact with the chocolate in front of you it goes, I want it, I want it now, I want more. Once you start eating it, you want more. So this is what the Buddha says, that 
even it applies to people that if you see beauty in a person usually beauty suga has the attributes of color and shape in the pratapopadesa the the venerable uh, mahapachana enunciates that usually when we see suga it's normally around color and shape and so that's what attracts us pulls us in and so whatever object it is it becomes an agreeable object you know manapa aramana an agreeable object and it draws us in so when we apply ayonesomaisikara we keep applying suga nimitta to it it becomes subasanya at that point okay so that's that's one meditation to see you pick your own example of a agreeable object and you keep seeing suga and you see how the mind keeps looping you keep seeing how the wanting goes up okay so that's one the other side of it is when you apply the medicine so the buddha says i do not see even one other thing on account of which unarisen sensual desire does not arise and arisen sensual desire is abandoned so much as the sign of unattractiveness so this is the asubhanita for one who contemplates wisely so yonisomaisikara the sign of unattractiveness unarisen sensual desire does not arise and arisen sensual desire is abandoned so you see the opposite effect so if it hasn't arisen and you and whenever you make contact with so called agreeable objects you make sure you have the asubhanita the sort of unattractive um nimitta in it when you when you actually making contact but if it has already arisen like say that you saw that chocolate then what you do is you see the unattractiveness and so in the case of the chocolate think about that chocolate sitting outside in the open for 10 10 days you know and and when you do that then the wanting reduces and then eventually you can abandon it same with people's bodies you know when you see a person you you normally see all the signs of beauty the color of their hair the clothes that they're wearing the shape of their form male or female then when you look at the asubha side it doesn't always have to be the disgusting side usually when you really want when it's really very troubling to you you, you apply the really heavy medicine so you see the decay of the body and things like that but in a normal sense you can also apply something like the skeleton so rather than seeing the disgusting thing at you know when you're at work or you know at home and things like that it's also asubha is also applying you see skeleton instead of what the wrapping is the wrapping of the skin the the coloring of the hair the type of clothes the garments the shape of the body all that and then you reduce it down so that's that's how you apply the medicine so with food it's normally if it has to sit out for a long time would you have it you know if it's been sitting out there's flies and all sorts of things like would you have it like that is it really something all you're trying to do is apply the medicine so it comes to a place that you can hold it rather than being a an active hindrance and then you can abandon so let's take 5 or 10 minutes to actually contemplate both ways so take your own example okay so take your own example it could be a person it could be some kind of food and contemplate it with the sign of beauty so the ayonisomaisikara and look at how the mind gets disturbed and agitated with wanting and then the second part of the meditation is then to take that same example your own example and contemplate it wisely by bringing asubhanimitta into it like asubhasanya 
So the unattractiveness of that same example, that same object that you picked. So that's, that's the meditation we'll do now. So again, you pick an example, some kind of food or a person. You contemplate it with the the wrong con contemplation, the unwise contemplation of the beauty, the pleasantness. So it's always an agreeable object that you pick. And then after that, you see how the mind is. It gets agitated, the, the wanting increases. And then the second part of the meditation is to apply yonisomanisikara, that you apply the unattractiveness, the unpleasant, and you see the subsidence of the sensual desire, the wanting comes down of that object. So that's what you want to see. This, this is the example that shows you this is our yonisomanisikara and this is yonisomanisikara. So let's do this for five minutes. I'll bring us back. Everyone Saranai. Everyone Saranai, we can come out of the meditation or contemplation. A few things to remind. Initially, you contemplate while you're sitting down, like if you've never done this before. But when you become more skilled at this, you can do it in any of the four postures. You can do it sitting down. You can do it standing up. You can definitely do it while you're doing walking meditation. And of course, as long as there's no drowsiness, you can do it while you're lying down. And that's the first thing. The second thing is, you may have noticed when you do this contemplation, when you see the ayonisomanisikara and you see the yonisomanisikara, it's very active. You're actually training the mind, molding the mind, attending to the mind really, developing it. So Buddha's meditation is like that. Whenever the hindrances are there, we're not meant to just observe them and they'll go away. They will keep coming back if we don't keep our minds trained, if we don't develop them in the right way. So that's an important thing to see. When you did that meditation, just simply on sensual desire, the hindrance of sensual desire, what's evident is that you can't just allow it to be there. If you do, what's the next thing that will happen? Well, if it's the example of the chocolate on the TV, if you're not under restrictions, you want to get in the car and go to the shop and buy a, a, a piece of chocolate if you don't have it in your house. Or if you have it in your house, you'll want to go to the cupboard and, and get it. Same with people. You'll want to go and see that person. You'll want to go and connect. So that's the thing about Yonisomanisikara. It's a very active process. And through these meditations, you'll start to see you need to actually apply this 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 teaching from the Buddha. The other thing is to look at the texture, the quality of the mind. What was the mind like when it was imbued with the wanting because it was surrounded with subhanita, subhasanya, and the perception of beauty. When that was continually running through the mind, what's the mind like? Is it settled? Is it happy? Is it calm? And then when you do the other side of it, Yonisomanisikara, how is the mind when it when it applies this medicine? Maybe initially it's difficult because 
you see impurity, you see unclean, you see decay, you see the over-ripening of its food. You see all the different aspects that are attributed to Asuba. But once you get over the initial bitterness of the medicine that Buddha gives you, how is the mind? Does it calm down? Does it start to be more malleable? And if you can see the distinction between the two, then you can, see, you can make progress and you can be heartened by understanding what the Buddha means by Yomi Sumanasakala.